to get folked. Welcome everyone. Hope you had a lovely week and welcome back to the fourth episode of Get Folked, but only the third one that will, only the third in your eyes, for we had a tragedy last week when Ed and I finally got together and did one in the one room. Hello, Ed. Can I just say something before we get to hellos? Uh, sure. That About intro that music, that's, oh, the fir- that's the fir- first time I've heard that. I don't know about it <laughs> it's the only option we have so we've never ever had intro or outro that's, music <laughs> that's the only option we have that's, no there's another one i can you want to you want to try the other one you want to see if okay, that will yeah. work all right are you oh. ready here we go it's not even called the intro it's called dramatic piano get ready for intro are you ready to get folked folk me now folk forever Yo, 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 welcome. Yeah, no. Welcome to get for Hey, Ed. To be Start. fair, to be fair, I can see why I can see why you went with the other one, but mm. I, I uh, somehow still prefer that one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I think it's it's it, the, the, there's only two other options. The other one is drums, which is literally a, a two second drum beat. And uh the other one is ballpark. Did it did it did it I didn't think that was going to these are the only yeah. copyright free this, 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 bits of music in the world. <laughs> yeah. So if you are a first time listener, indeed, that is the first time mm. you've ever heard a dramatic piano intro or indeed just titled intro. Um, we're going to keep the drums in ballpark till next week or indeed we might uh, look into uh, having something else. We've been discussing sound and putting sound on our podcasts for the last few days and how we can, how we can do that without getting sued and without stressing ourselves out predominantly more about the stress than the suing thing where we've got nothing to be sued for yet so yet. yet but, uh i'm pretty sure like isn't all classical music isn't that all copyright free you know is it as in all the kind i of think so Bach and I don't think any, I, yeah you know i think there's no i don't think there's any copyright on that and and didn't like moby uh release a load of music that was um that he just said okay anyway everybody can use this as much as they want for whatever they want well, people know what to expect next week, then. A lot of Moby, oh. a lot of Tchaikovsky. Woman. Yeah, I don't think it was his hit stuff. You know, I don't think oh, it was no. his chart stuff. But I, just, <laughs> but I think he like he composed some some nice things that are uh, that are copyright free. Play the intro again. So just keep in mind, Moby, Tchaikovsky, all the buys, and now play this again. No, not that one, the wrong. Sorry. Dramatic piano. What's dramatic about it? It's not, not even slightly dramatic. It makes me feel like... Or um, maybe if we stick around, it'll start to turn into some sort of... <laughs> very dark. Anyways, speaking of dramatic piano, um, I was uh, I was in Poland last week, and I went to... Uh, I, uh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I've... I've I'll start with the, the classy stuff and then I'll, I'll work my way back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was in Poland last week and, uh, yeah, awesome. And Szczecin, I should have looked up the exact pronunciation of this, but Szczecin, Szczecin, it's spelled S-Z-E-Z-I, but they say Szczecin or Szczecin. Apologies to any Polish people listening. But, uh, yeah, we went to the, um, the, the Philharmonie that was there with our, our two boys, uh, 
just on one of the days there was tickets available for it and we we went there and they were doing um there was two things on uh or they were playing rhapsody in blue i don't know if you're familiar with rhapsody in blue i don't think so i i was not either um uh more pauline kind of knew about this it's a hundred years old um I, i would love to uh at this moment now we will if you're listening from there for this episode we're going to be directing you towards um any platform that might be showing these kind of songs that we're talking about we're scared to what say we're anything gonna do is, i'm scared to say we're going we're going to read out the the youtube url <laughs> www no we're not going to or i can I, i'm going to attack okay rhapsody in blue it starts off because it starts off i think with a clarinet i really oh i remember looking this up actually a clarinet cadence Candence, okay. can, condensed do you yeah. know what that is no have no. you heard of that but anyway it starts off with that and it's like I'm going to give up on that. I realized I just not not can't do it. But amazing, amazing. So it's like a 15 minute piece um, with a full orchestra, but the main um, the main the main instrument, I guess, is the piano is carrying the whole way through. And uh, oh my god, it's just out of this world. It's just. But I guess anything when you go to see a live performance, whether it's an orchestra or whether it's a folk band or whether it's a DJ. It's just when you're there and you're kind of feeling the music and, and feeling the people that are playing the music, it's just amazing. It's, um, yeah, so it's a 15-minute piece. It's 100 years old now. Um, so they were kind of celebrating this. They were also celebrating, a, or not celebrating, but welcoming a new, I guess, what do you, it's not a curator of an opera but, or an opera house, or but it's, uh, I don't know what they call that, but they were, there was a new person that was going to be taking over the, the opera house. And so uh, he um, he was there was lots of speeches beforehand as well, and so it was quite an interesting night to be there. Uh, that I think, was I think the technical term for the person who takes over of the person who's in charge of um, an opera is uh, is big boss man, the big big boss man. It's a double double dragon. The computer game that was big boss man, or what 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 computer game was that? That was big. It was actually a character called Big Boss Man. Anyway. <laughs> Big boss man. Anyway, big, yeah, yeah. So they had a new big boss man there. So they knew, yeah. So there was, man. yeah, and he was, uh, he was the uh, conductor. Uh, he was conducting the uh, orchestra, and uh, uh yeah, just, uh, I, it just a, a wonderful experience for. Uh, we have two young kids as well. The count was kind of interesting because we went to the opera, and uh, Berlin's quite casual in terms of like whether it's the opera you're going to, or whether it's a bar you're going to, or whether it's fancy dinner it's it's like the dress code is always shite or not 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 don't overdo it don't don't overdo it nobody overdoes it and i can not that we were dressed in our our rags but um everyone was black tie and black dress it was up there and we were not black tie and we were not black so it was kind of so we were like it it was cool to be around it as well i wish i'd got the memo i wish they'd send it because i I have my suit here i was ready it doesn't come out or it is come out once for our friends kyle's wedding that's the one time in in 12 years that i've worn a suit here in berlin and I, this could have been number two uh, yeah though in poland but um yeah so an amazing experience and then they went on to that to uh it was rhapsody in blue and then they played oh before that was samson and delilah they played a piece called samson and delilah i don't know again if you're familiar with any of that i remember uh, tom jones sang a song that's immediately what uh, I thought as well. I felt, yeah, you kind of why, feel, why, why, Delilah? I presume it wasn't that one. It was not. No, there was no. I was, I was primed and ready, 
Ready for the sing-along. <laughs> but uh, no, they didn't kick off that. But another another piece le- less familiar. And then the, and then they, uh, so then there was, yeah, they played uh, Samson and Delilah. Then they played Rhapsody in Blue, which again, I highly recommend people listen. Go listen to the, like, there's a 1950s um, performance of that in uh, in uh, an opera house in New York. I don't know what the opera house is called in New York. And it's just amazing because I believe the pian- the pianist is the conductor as well as they like the pianist is controlling everything. Um, I'm I might be shitting all over opera <laughs> and everything about it, but uh, yeah. Was so, it opera or was it orchestra? Like orchestra? Opera? Oh no, sorry, opera, yeah, the opera Philharmonia. Oh yeah, there you go. I've already shit all over the <laughs> the, the, the premise of this entire story. <laughs> So yeah, it's the Philharmonie, so it is orchestras, you are correct. So there was no singing and no opera. And uh yeah, so Raps in Blue is hundred years old, and um yeah, so the kind of what I'm told is it's the it was the it was the kickoff of jazz. I'm sure jazz musicians all over the world would like hate to hear that and be like, shut your mouth. But uh this is this is what I was reading about it because it was supposed to be done as an experiment a hundred years ago um a, a kind of a an education or a kind of an education in music and then this guy called i see i'm going to ask gerg gershom he um he five weeks before that he was told that he was having this piece to put on he was going to have a, a have to have a piece ready he was performing at it so he had five weeks and he as the story goes he wrote all the orchestra pieces himself uh, he wrote all the orchestra pieces, but then didn't do his own piece because he had enough time to create his own piece. So his own piece was going to be improvised. And it was a 15-minute mind-blowing. Um, we had seats right at the front, which kind of you think is going to be great. And it was nice to be right up there, but you're kind of, you, you miss a lot of the kind of totality of the orchestra. And uh, But just watching the pianist there and, and just even the movements of his feet while he's playing and all these, these things, it's just like, uh, it's, ah, it was wild. And then there was a break. Uh, with with free alcohol free wine during the break, which was quite oh. nice. Yeah, but it was alcohol still it free was, wine. I'm sure we're kids, I guess. So yeah, okay. Well, there wasn't so many kids out of like, but um, no, but you were your nice. kids. Well, our kids were there. They didn't have any of that. They had a nice seven up, good old seven up and an orange juice. And um, uh, then after the break was uh, what's the music called? God, um, where the gangs are are fighting each other, but it's all dancing. Uh, West Side Story. West Side Story, yeah. The orchestral pieces of that. They so they played like three of that. One of them was Mambo, and that was a there was one moment in that where you, like it would be like bum da bum da bum and then the 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 uh composer would turn around to everyone in the crowd and go point at them and go, Mambo and everyone had to say Mambo. And nice. uh so it was um yeah, that was quite cool. That was great. And then and falling at I the bet all those people in their tuxedos felt really stupid at yeah, that we point. Were, Oh, that was man. a real casual dress I moment. put this hat backwards then and there. I was the envy of all the I was I was I was the bad boy. I was basically the West Side story dude. Pow cha cha. But um yeah, it was, was kind of It's funny cuz like, you know, I don't know. Here's here's a little parenting tip, but like Pauline was great cuz she had uh, prepped the boys for West Side Story. She was playing a lot of the music for West Side Story, so they'd be familiar with uh, the songs before we get there. So they don't get, because definitely during Rhapsody in Blue, Seamus was getting kind of antsy and just like wondering when they were going to play the specific song that he loves from um, from West Side Story. And the specific song he loves is 
I want to be an American. You want to be an American. And he won't stop singing this song. He's like, for, for two weeks beforehand, you just break out into, I want to be an American. I want to be an, I, I want to be an American or I want to be in America. I'm not sure which one it is again. But uh, yeah, they didn't play that because it's not an orchestral piece. So they played mambo. Um, interesting as well, the whole uh, West Side Story thing and gang violence. Quite a, have, you, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Um, I've only seen it kind of um, parodied and people using it in their own cartoons and family guy. I like everyone references it. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, really, we reference really, it, Andy, in real life. So turn, turns I've never pick, seen it. I know. <laughs> Excuse me, I have seen it. I, I, oh, I, I, I have seen it. Yeah. Not for a while, but um, yeah, it's, it's quite a really dark, dark musical like it, it, it has a lot of fun in it but it, it, there's moments of it in dark uh, that are uh, um, yeah the whole the whole thing is kind of sad for a finish not to ruin it on anyone's <laughs> that's shit we should uh, I'll do a little bit of the beginning of this about spoiler alerts we're going to ruin West Side I, I, Story for him I, I, I just thought with all that dancing uh, and singing I thought it was going to be kind of um, I don't know kind of yeah it, it was supposed to fluffy. be uh, it was tackling kind of the gang violence in in chicago was it or new york so it was With like ar around that time like there was a lot of gang violence and uh yeah so they uh not, not that they did it specifically but it actually worked out that there was a lot of gang violence at the same time this was coming out as well the, or the original was supposed to be um polish and the irish americans uh, and kind of an anti-semitic kind of theme to it as well i guess the irish were the anti-semites in, in this scenario i don't know but um and then, uh, but it ended up being the Puerto Rican, Puerto Ricans, and the um, I guess there's just the the Caucasian American whites that were there. But it's all, um, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant musical, and just the dancing in it is is phenomenal, and uh, music is really good as well, and the score, and and uh, yeah, there was one, there's one song that I want to folk up as well. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it at some point, which I uh, didn't mumble? have time. Uh, it wasn't Mambo. It's called Officer Krupke. Oh. It's, it's quite, uh, yeah, it's like, if I, uh, I can, oh, I can do it from here. I can just. Nice yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, what is the, the lyrics to it? It's like, uh, I can't find them now. But uh, Officer Krupke, it's just like the, 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 the hoodlums talking to the police officer about their, uh, why, why they should be left alone. It's not their fault. It's like, dear Officer Krupke, you got to understand. It's just our, ah. Ah uh, no, I'm going to ruin that now. I won't. But it, it would have been funny to hear the um, the equivalent if it had been an Irish Polish one. It would have been funny to hear the equivalent Irish song explaining like why they're anti, anti Semitic. You know, <laughs> dear officer Krupski, we're not. Here I have it here now. Dear kindly Sergeant Krupski, you gotta understand, it's just our bringing and upkeep that gets us out of hand. Our mothers all are junkies, our fathers all are drunks. Golly Moses, naturally we're punks. And then it goes on, and, uh, but yeah, I feel like there's a good, uh, there's a good. I, I I sang a folk version of it for Pauline, but she didn't recognize the song, which I always kind of see as a success. To, I was asking what you think of this song, and uh, she hadn't recognized it as West Side Story. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Get ready for that. Mm. That was our uh, that was our Philharmonie experience in Poland. So that was the classy stuff. <laughs> was there that suggested it was 
non-classy stuff. You'll enjoy this one now. Uh, should I should I should I continue? Are you? How's your how's your week? I I I'll get onto mine because <laughs> that's actually all my music as well for this week. That was I I I I fully committed. As you can see, I did a lot of research, nailed down a lot of facts, and uh, but I, I hope I've opened people's worlds to uh, the magic of Rhapsody in Blue, 100 years old, February 20, mm. 1914, 1924, and uh, West Side Story and Samson and Delilah. Yeah, so you are listening to one cultured podcast. That's why we have culture in the tags, because it's so cultured. What about you? How was, how was your week? I was. I was the. Uh, I was the old New Year's resolutions going. Uh, the old uh, bad getting ripped. Bad at the moment, but but uh, I had a I had the opposite experience of you with the tuxedo. I oh, arrived overdressed, ridiculously overdressed, three piece suit, myself and Deirdre, and I convinced I had convinced Deirdre that this was the right thing to do. We were going to this thing, and I thought I thought it was a different thing. I didn't read the fine print on the ticket, I guess. I don't know. What did you do? And uh, it was a, it was a, um, well, it was a, like a, a launch of a performance. Like it was a U2 thing, okay, that we got free tickets for. My brother won the tickets and then um, uh, he wasn't able so, to post uh, it. Give me some ticket. context. Where where are we? What's what's happening here? Where, where are we? <laughs> That's important. That's a good point. This is what threw me. It was in Paris. Okay. You were in and Paris. And I thought, I mean, we're going to Paris and it's for a, a music event. So I pictured in my head what you actually ended up at. And um, I brought my three-piece suit. Deirdre brought like like a, a dress you'd wear to a wedding. I mean, it was this level of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, that the heat, the temperature was, it was so hot. The city, right. And I was, I was really stuck to this three-piece suit. Okay. Walking around the streets in Paris, and we stopped at this classy little cafe, and we had like a spritz and all this kind of crack, you know. I'm feeling quite classy until we arrived at the venue, and there was like a queue of people at the venue, all in like shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, "Nah, I don't, I don't think this is it. Um, I don't think this is the thing. Uh, people aren't. Dr- I'm looking for people with suits. Where are they all? Why and, did you uh, think a U2 event big... was going to be a?" <clears throat> What 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 well, it was like um, what was how small no, was, it was the small it was, like, it was it was presented as like an album uh, like not an album but like a like a premiere oh that was it, it was a premiere that was what it was called they were calling it premiere of um of a documentary type thing okay ah, okay and um, so the word premiere and the location of Paris and I joined I had a two and two and I got five Andy that's that's the only way I could put it all right. And so I I ended up wearing this fucking trivy suit, this thing, and I I stayed in it, and I um, uh, and then I went up. Had to, what did did you just just go guys. commando and just nah nah I'm out of it. I stayed in it would imply yeah, that Deirdre got out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I my decision to stay in my trivy suit was not a principled one. It was out of necessity. I had la- lack of options. Yeah, okay, and, and I have to be honest. I in this scenario as well, I feel like you. Deirdre got the real short end of this. If she's in a like a dress for a wedding, and you've got a suit, like you can, you can, you can make that more cash. I don't think there's any Long, hiding. Exactly. So I could just, I could just have taken off this, the the jacket and the and and the waistcoat and the tie. I could have done all that, but I didn't, Andy, because in solidarity with how stupid we both looked, I was like, well, you know, I can't abandon Deirdre to this <laughs> this stupid image. So we, I stayed in it, right? But like the the worst moment was what. I was walking up 
to the guys at the front of the line, okay, in my three-piece suit, everyone in t-shirts and shorts because it was so hot. So obviously you're going to wear t-shirts and shorts and asking them, am I in the right place? Am I, am I in the right place? It is like the, the start guy, of a like, movie though. It's kind of yeah, the, and good... the, guy, the guy instantly recognized my mistake because if I'm asking that question dressed like that in a foreign country, he instantly understood this guy is a fucking idiot and thought this was like a big <laughs> event. And like, you know, we're, and, and, and like when we were at the back of the queue I mean, we were at, we were in our best at the back of a queue of people in t-shirts and shorts going into what essentially was a cinema. Coppers. (laughs) All right. And then we went into the cinema and I like, and like every few meters, we were reminded about how stupid we were and how much we overhyped this. Like, I mean, there was, there was that, that, that crappy popcorn. The only like, the only like refreshments on availability of refreshments was like, uh, like those crap bags of popcorn that you get. And like there was like open cups of, of water, you know, <laughs> just like, uh, runners might get. My, suddenly my non-alcoholic wine is seeing me very, very <laughs> I can't believe the audacity of five minutes ago where I, where I shat all over your, your non-alcoholic <laughs> wine. I apologize for that. But uh, this was, this was hilarious. And and then uh, uh, I, yeah, we went in and we sat down and that was fine because it was dark in there. So our, our embarrassment was kind of hidden, you know. Um, but we sat through the whole thing. Uh, I have to say we left early uh, because there was a speaker coming on stage afterwards to uh, Q&A, but it was on in French, so we didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So we left, but we're obviously we're still in our regalia. So we were just wandering around Paris, dressed extremely well, and just going to these places. Like everywhere we went, we were overdressed. Every single <laughs> little place we went to, we were ridiculously overdressed for it. I mean... <laughs> We weren't even, we weren't even valid mugging options because we were just, we were, I mean, we were, too, we were, these people probably you know, have security. Like, like, so. <clears throat> exactly. They thought our security's hanging back somewhere. We're not going to tackle these guys. Uh, you know, they thought it was like a, they thought it was like a, a duke and a duchess going on a date or something. Like that. That's what it kind of looked like. It was so, so stupid. And I wouldn't mind knowing, I had convinced the, that this is correct. I had like, worked hard to convince her i am right about this and it went so spectacularly wrong so i had the exact oh, opposite but were you given like so did you have to pay for your own flights there with flights paid for as well no no it was all like it was all expenses paid okay. a driver came to the airport because it was the only time i've ever had a driver picking up the airport it was very nice okay so uh, everything was pointed so there was no indicators that you were going wrong here m- until the moment you got to the to the cinema and realized until i could that, see until i could see like like that that forest of calves the sticky carpet just (laughs) (laughs) it was tiled floor but yes they were sticky (laughs) and uh yeah it was it was it was very funny no we recognized in the moment it was funny to be fair you know we had a laugh about it well since we're going down stupid stories then i will we we can jump back to me then and 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 the now because that that when did that happen oh man that was uh I want to say 2015, 2016. So that's a good while ago. Mm, interesting. 2016. But you call it, um, yeah, the, uh, the, yeah, my, so to, 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 people need to understand that when, when I first got to Berlin, there's, there's a running joke between Eddie and I regarding <laughs> our weight <laughs> and our ability, 
it, it kicked off once. So the first instance was when I was at a restaurant here. Um, or I, I, it was the first time we got to Berlin. And do you remember the place in the bar? Min, something M, begin with an M. No. It's called something else now, anyway, but it's right on the corner of Spreewald Platz. And uh, I was sitting down there having a coffee and or something like that. And I was actually, I can remember specifically trying to get my internet sorted for our, our apartment that Pauline and I had just found. And uh, I was sitting away working on the laptop and the leg of the chair bent, broke, and I fell over. <laughs> now, I was by myself, except for all the people that I didn't know. And of course, they all have concern. But when that happens, you 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 feel nothing but shame because it's like the Batman has broken. And I I don't necessarily consider myself to be overly overweight. I'm big, you See, know, and I, I'm deceptive. Yeah, I, I think we said this in the unrecorded podcast of last week that um you know the clothes and everything seems to to it, it does well to kind of hide it. And we have height as well. Both of us are six footers, so we've got height to carry whatever it is. But uh, yeah, so I broke. But just, 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 just to be clear, just in case it's not clear, you're not fat, and you weren't exactly. ever fat. It was, and that's what made it funny. Was that like <laughs> you know? But you weren't thin either. So you no. know what I mean? It was, you know. So anyway. So yeah. So and and it has it has snowballed since then, uh, into Eddie sitting down at a uh, in a in a bar called Edelweiss once, and we uh, we were sitting, and there was cinema chairs like uh, just two cinema chairs that were taken from a cinema and then Ed set down this and they all snapped underneath him. And then finally I had it on him. And then <laughs> I, I think I had a bath once in Bearwald and next thing the bath started leaking because it had collapsed a little bit on the, <laughs> just this running thing. But anyway, following on from all of that. Uh, so Poland last week, we took a, we took a walk uh, down the main street. Like it's, it's actually, it's, it's quite a nice city. It's, 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 it's a nice city. It's just great. I, I, I like Polish people and I think I, I, the city has kind of got a very, um, I'm going to ask a really stupid question now, but Poland was, it was Poland in the USSR? Yes. Yes. Okay. So then their buildings are kind of all that kind of communist, communist style building. Definitely. So that, cause that's, cause that's what it looks like. It looks like East uh, Berlin. It's just a very kind of sad looking, everything's the same blocks of, of tower, tower apartments and stuff like that. So, um, so it's it's kind of like that, and it's kind of it was snowing for a finish, but it it wasn't snowing on this. It was raining on this day that uh, we decided to take a walk down the main street, and we said we'd get a coffee and a cake in this very fancy. Oh, oh cake! Oh, <laughs> yeah, and a cake. Um, don't worry, my my story is going to move on to KFC very soon. Um, so we went to uh, we went in to get a coffee and cake, and just as we got into this very fancy place, you know. It, it, it it, uh, it 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 we sat down at our chairs and next thing Seamus said I need to go to the toilet, so I'm like oh, shit. I looked around. Did, there was no toilet anywhere here. What? So was, there was no toilet in this like you know because it was kind of like a place where they just sell fancy cakes and fancy coffee. But it looked the the cakes looked really nice and we were, we were eating like we were eating out of the apartment in the, the apartment that we were renting. We weren't ha like having dinner really until the last night. So we said like we were kind of treating ourselves to once a day we'd go out and have a coffee and a nice cake. So anyways. I went outside to look for a place, and your man, the one of the guys that works there, really nice guy, pointed me up towards a KFC up the road. So, um, don't worry, there's no secret eating in this. I didn't decide to get a chicken burger while I was there. <laughs> I'll share with you. That's another story. Secret. It secret actually feeds into the, to the first story. Yeah, all <laughs> the secret eating. Yeah, <laughs> London. Um, so, yeah, so I went to, the, <laughs> went, went into KFC, and of course they have fucking 
high-end security toilets. You need to have a fucking code and a fucking eye retina scan to get down to the toilet. So I stood there and got to the toilet and Shane was getting upset, but I didn't have the code. And I was just, I, I turned around and was going to go look for somewhere else. I saw someone going to the toilet. So I was like, boom, straight in. So nice. down, down, well done, these, yeah, need it. down these steep steps, down to the toilet and um, walking down the steps. Fine. It was grand. Got down. Seamus went into his cubicle. I went into my cubicle. That was fine. And uh, coming out there and washed hands, I walked up ahead of Seamus. So as I was just getting to the stop, so with the toilets were in the basement. But as I got to the top of the stairs, next thing I heard bang and turned around. Seamus had slipped. And uh, he slipped on oh, the stairs because no. everything was wet. And he was crying because he had slipped, but he got his hands down, but he slapped his hands down on the ground. So anyway, I went back down to check on him. But as I was going back down, I slipped. And I slipped going down the stairs. And, but I, when I slipped, I grabbed onto the handrail to, to catch my fall. I grabbed the handrail. The handrail ripped off the wall, a full length, like three meter handrail, ripped <laughs> off the wall from the weight of me. And then I landed on Seamus's head with my ass oh, and slammed his no. head onto the, onto, the, oh, no. onto the stairs while holding this three meter railing on my hand. Okay, so yeah, luckily no one was in the toilet. So, so Seamus course started bawling, crying. And I was holding a handrail. I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so I was very concerned for him, but also concerned that anyone would see me with the handrail. I don't know, worrying about I, it, Part of me was just like, I should sue these people. But then again, I didn't actually buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. Oh so, God, yeah. So I picked him up and brought him outside. Just left the handrail down on this stairs and just left it down there. I was like, yep, off we go. Brought Seamus upstairs. We got out and he cried for another while. And he got better. He was fine. But uh, I immediately thought of you. As soon as the handrail oh. came off, my, my thing, thought was not my poor child who I've landed my robust ass on top of his head. Nope. My, thought was, damage. my first thing is like, sorry, Freddie. I've got another, <laughs> I've not got another fat Andrew story. <laughs> Fucking KFC cowboys, cowboys over there in Poland. So uh, yeah, the faulty handrails, they're just not making them like they used to. Because we have a handrail here in our stairs in the apartments. I, I tested it out, Ed. It's all, it's all above board. It's all. Perfect. I'd love. I I honestly, that would be a brilliant court case if you okay. if you decided to to. Bring we were, it, you know. We did talk about it. Was like, uh, <laughs> Mister Comerford, where did your where did your buttocks, uh, finally end up on the head of my child, Your Honor, on the head of you broke you know, my for fall. dramatic effect. <laughs> Save my life. Save my life. So I uh, yeah. So I we were talking about. I wonder is there going to be any um footage of that like security camera footage oh, yeah. just because it would be comical because like they were narrow and like these were definitely not regulation size steps and the, my okay. boots just slipped and i went down on my ass and bang my elbow off the thing and ripped the handrail off the wall and landed on Seamus <laughs> and he started bawling crying and it was a real it was a real uh um yeah a real uh domino the domino debacle yeah so, well, yeah. like um and i walked yeah. out of kfc and back up and got my cake and didn't tell anyone i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> There was no, there was no owning up to anything at all. It was just like off we go. Do, 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 do. So if, if uh, you like, if you're listening, if you had KFC owners of uh, <laughs> Chichen's Main Street KFC, I am sorry. Secure your toilets better <laughs> is the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> <laughs> because your system isn't working. I broke in. Um, man, that's a that's a good that's a good fat guy. That's a good fat guy uh, story. I have to say, yeah. And, and just to be clear again, you're not fat, 
but uh, fat mishaps happen to you. They do. And, to, and look, a few to me, but to be honest, there's something, there's something about sitting on a chair. Sorry, actually. Seamus is okay. There's no lingering injuries or damage <laughs> or psychological, well, yeah. psychological scars, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. Um, physical scars? Uh, no, he was fine. I actually took the brunt of it because I landed back down on my elbow and slammed just above my elbow off the arm to keep my weight from falling on him fully because I knew I was falling. But uh, yeah, and the poor guy, he was just crying about sore hands initially. It was like, oh, my hands are smashing the head. You think that's sore? I tell you what. Ah, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> See, Seamus, pain is relative. Pain is relative. <laughs> what have we learned here? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but um, come here. I want to ask you, I, I asked you prior to this, it was okay. So uh, you're back at work this week. I was. I, yeah, this is my first week back at work after Christmas. I had a like, really cool, long Christmas break and then back at work. And um, yeah, it was enjoyable. But it goes so fast, man. I work like I work a 12 hour shift and it uh, goes very, very fast. Like So What's, uh, what? yeah, because we're kind of we're kind of what's, always busy. So. What's it like at work? And so you work with airplanes, and I imagine I do this week. I don't want to mention of, the company just in case I say anything that is not not cool. No problem. But what's um, it? What's it? What's it like in a week like this? Because I think I had a conversation with you before about when something happened on an airplane. Because this has been not a good week for airplanes. Is everyone like yeah extra focused? <laughs> not that you're not um, I'd like to think well, that everyone's focused all the time when working with that's exactly the answer I was going to give to and yeah. we are always <laughs> hyper focused so yeah. um, we can't get any more focused yeah, than what we are this is, we're super focused all the time but it, must be, so. it must be a strange week in, in, your, in, your, in your regard does anyone care everyone just gets on with their job it's not like <clears throat> no people definitely care it's, it's kind of weird because um, uh, it's kind of weird because you know, it's not something that directly affects the company that I work for because it's a different airplane, you know, but um, they, you know, you're, you're, but you're still kind of talking about the, you know, the airplane manufacturer and kind of other things. And, you know, like you do, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is a bit odd, like, but uh, it's like, so, like when the reports for, all, for some of these incidents come out, uh you just you're you always marvel at the like how avoidable they are you know yeah like the the tightening of some sort of bolt or something like that or yeah well i'll get i'll get into some some good human factors stuff here now for a second but they've got this model do you know what the swiss cheese model is no what i know what swiss cheese do you know what do you know what swiss cheese is is that's the one with all the holes in it Exactly. And the holes are vital to this analogy, actually. So you okay. line up a, a load of slices of Swiss cheese and you might line up five slices and, um, <clears throat> you know, there's holes all over the place. I saw a document. But then in like one part of the Swiss cheese. Huh? Go on, sorry, I, go on, please. Take, continue. I remember you're, you're, I have a flashback to some documentary where I saw them putting a, a panel, fixing a panel on a plane where they kept on layering and layering. Go on, continue, please, with the Swiss cheese. Okay. And uh, so, like, all the holes have to line up and uh, for, for an accident to happen. <laughs> now, Swiss cheese plays very little, uh, plays very little part in, in, uh, in aircraft maintenance, if I'm perfectly honest. This is as, as involved as Swiss cheese gets in aircraft maintenance. But um, the cheese, slices of cheese obviously represent steps in the process, you know. And so, <clears throat> when one person messes up, the next person has to mess up and the next person, the next person... And like oh. typically, like there's four or five things that have to go wrong, um, for an incident to happen or an accident to happen, 
And usually if one of those things doesn't happen, if it's blocked at any one of those steps in the process, it doesn't happen. And that's what I mean when I say you listen, you listen to the reports of some of these things and you kind of go, God, you know, so avoidable, you know, as if one, if one person had just done something slightly different. Um, and, and usually these systems are so robust. I mean, you, you look at all the people who are flying every single day. I mean, this, these safety systems and maintenance systems and manufacturing systems, they're all really incredibly robust, you know, but uh, every so often it just, they just um, fall down or something mm. gets through. So yeah, I know just it is. In, I, just I, in case, time of recording. I, I, this I is the, yeah, no, no. The time of recording too is... too specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just just in case it's time of recording and anyone's listening, is it's the time when a, I think a door flew off some airplane in the States while in flight. And then but yeah. everyone everyone was fine, wasn't it? They landed the plane with a hole in the... Was everyone yeah. fine? Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, so just to emphasize this company I work for, nothing to do with the company I work for. Okay. And absolutely not. They don't even have this aircraft type. So it's not really nothing to do with the company I work for. But obviously, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's noteworthy. It's within, the in, it's within the industry. So we would talk about it, you know. And um, they, yeah, exactly. So it, the, the aircraft pressurized and uh, the door just blew out with the, with the it an, it's supposed to be an emergency exit. And it blew out because it wasn't installed correctly, I guess, you know. I haven't yeah. actually seen the final report yet, but uh, it it looks like it was installed correctly. Do you all, is that what aircraft people do? They they get together and audit the reports in, lads. Jesus Christ, some crack. It's like the back pages, sports. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we all have great bottom. <laughs> no, I like it kind of, you know, see, the, the, these things would always be circulated officially as well, yeah, you know, yeah. like we'd, they'd always make sure, like, as in, I can't remember their advisory circulars. There's loads of different names for all these things, but yeah, it it was it was a strange week to be to be honest with you. Yeah, because anything anytime something like that happens, you uh, like straight away you're like, oh, someone fucked up, you know, like you you instantly think that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but usually that gives way to like, you know, okay, there's more there's more of a sober analysis of what actually happened, and that's the thing. Like there's this whole culture of um of uh like in, in within the aviation industry of like kind of like a no blame culture you know because the idea being that this is how we learn like this is how we this is how the aviation industry will will learn from its mistakes is, is if people are open about what actually happened so if you mm. let's say if you installed something wrong <clears throat> you're better off like saying okay look i installed something wrong you know now you'll keep your job but then the process will change that would probably stop you from being in a position where you install that wrong and nobody looks at it after you look at it and it has a detrimental effect, you know? So mm. this is how we've arrived where we are, at, where this is how the aviation industry has arrived where it's at at the moment, which is like the safest mode of transport in the world. But it's been through like pretty harsh lessons, you know? Like uh, there's been a lot of air, air disasters over the years, like, you know, mm. real bad ones. So okay. like, and, and every time it's like, okay, what have we learned from this? And, you know, Okay, we we make the windows this shape, and we you know we put the engines here, and we don't put them in the wing route, and you know there's lots and lots and lots of different ones, you know. So, hmm. but yeah, cool, cool. I'm not sure how interested people would be in in no. this specifically because on, I can't give them the juicy stuff. No, no. You know, like, and then let's get on. Although let's... I did, I I did tell someone at at work this week, <clears throat> excuse me, that that I was doing a podcast, right? And um, this sound guy, I won't mention his name. He might want to be mentioned, but um, uh. But I, again, I'm well with the guy, and um, he was very like, "Oh, that's very interesting," and oh, you know, support from positive. But I know 
that I am going to get a relentless slagging for this for this podcast. Once once people like start listening to me, and the nicknames are going to be are, are going to be unbelievable. I mean, I can't even think of what they're going to come up with, you know, because uh, these are really funny guys that I work with. Like they're like they're all get dead on. on. Let's get them on. Oh, they're oh. so big now. Go on, I'd like to meet some of you. There's a call. I'm calling you out. Last week I called out Ricky Gervais and Rihanna, and none of you heard that because it didn't work. So this week I call out the entire aviation industry. I t- called you all out. Let's have you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm in for a hard time when this when this thing drops. I guess you know. Mm, but um, will be hopefully next. Hopefully next week. And that's the moment. Oh, it doesn't stop until I tell it to stop. <laughs> Hi there again. Oh, sorry, not hi there. So yeah, we just did a quick pause there of the podcast to uh, check some sound stuff and make sure that we were getting it. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we uh, we got burned last week in what was a really enjoyable episode, um, the first of 2024, and also the first one we had ever done together. If you uh, need any uh, advice from the, the trenches of podcasting, then that's we that's where we live in the trenches. <laughs> Uh, of podcasting front lines which is quite a you know it's quite a slap in the face to all actual soldiers who i'm trying to draw uh and podcasters (laughs) but tell me so if we go through the list of people that we've insulted in in like the short four episodes we've it's been ricky gervais rihanna opera singers orchestral musicians Mm mm-hmm um, soldiers now, just all soldiers and uh, all podcasters. Polish handyman, uh, KFC. Uh, sorry, the <laughs> Polish judicial system for you not having brought that case before the Polish courts. It's it's uh, it's still it's still going through the uh, going 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 through the the the, the legal. I have my legal team on it. My back, my my, my staff are, are looking into it. Got beef, you got Batman, up, Batman beef, there. Beefed up uh, Batman, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a beefcake. Again, I, I know I mentioned you already, but you're uh, you're really nailing the backgrounds. I mean, that's like you've got Batman there now today. It was it was Golden Deer the last time. Uh, I can't see through this through the windows because it's kind of um, you know the it's focusing on you. But um, mm. yeah, you've you've got it nailed. Yeah, Berlin's Berlin's chilly. It's cold. We were in the old minus 10. The, the canal was just about frozen. It feels like we're starting again. Um, yeah, the canal was freezing over there just two days ago, but then it... Uh, it <laughs> That's uh, all our conversations. Yeah. Figuland, yeah, I think. come here. Talking so, for the first time. We're, we're in the midst. We're in the midst of, <laughs> of, of, of a podcast. Let's not forget, Paul's has just only reignited our passion for folk music, which is what <laughs> this is about. <laughs> folk music. Tell me, so you were, you were, you were uh, the reason we're doing this at, at an hour where it feels okay to have a beer for me uh, is because you, uh, you needed to sleep a little bit. I did. I was tired. I, I, I went to a session last night and um, it was very nice. There was, I, uh, last night, there was only four of us at the session. So there was a guitar player. His name is Pierce. There was a banjo player. His name is Martin, who I've spoken before. And there was um, the uh, concertina player. His name is Niall. And, uh, Man, they were really good. They would they bang out some tunes there, and I was like, like it was a, it, like I I felt trad when tune, listening to them, trad going, tunes. You mean trad tunes? Yeah, I felt when listening to them, I was going, man, these these guys are getting really they're getting really tight, you know. And uh, I felt like I was I feel like I'm like adrift a little bit, you know. 
Uh, I need to raise my game. You playing banjo or mandolin or guitar? No, the guitar. Yeah, and and this guy Pierce is really good in the guitar. He has attuned to that uh, dad gad, you know, D A D G A D. No, I think that's the trad uh, tuning of a guitar. And uh, oh, he was going all over the fretboard. It was really impressive, you know. So um, so yeah, they did knock out some tunes and like that. It just sounded so good. And um, I, you know, if there was no guitar player there, I'd give it a go. You know, if I knew what key the tune was in, I'd give it a go. But because Pierce is there, I was like, well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not polluting everyone's ears with my attempt at that when he's there, you know. Yeah. And yeah. um, oh man, it sounded so good. And like I said, you just sit back and just just listen to these guys playing. It. They're 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 sounding really good now. You know, we started in October. We're not there that long, and um, it's just gotten re- gotten really really good. Nice. So yeah, I'm a little bit tired today. Do you, do you still draw <clears throat> draw a crowd? Yeah, even like let's say you're talking about January. There was you know there's still a good few people in the pub, you know, and nice. um, yeah, they went away satisfied. Mm. You know, another shout out to the so pub, the, the Western Ho in Munger. Should you West Ward, West Ward Ho, the West Ward Ho uh, exclamation mark exclamation mark. Do, do you have an exclamation mark? Yeah, yeah, because uh, because After you're Westward. Uh, you're, oh, Westward. you're exclaiming. Oh. Okay. Ah, I get it now. But it's not Westward Ho. It's the Westward Ho. That's correct, actually, yeah. Okay, I saw a sign last night, and it said Westward Ho! Exclamation mark. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's an exclamation mark. That makes sense. But then when you said, yeah, okay, look. Eat this is the grammatic leaves, podcast. Eats, it's the eats, shoots and leaves. podcast. You know that book, Eats, Shoots, and Leaves? You know Eats, Shoots, and Leaves? No. It's the, it's the definition of, of, of the panda in, in the Collins Dictionary at one point. It's a, it's a, it's a book about grammar. It's only a tiny okay. little book, like one of these, but it's titled Eats, Shoots, and Leaves, and it's the definition of a panda. Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. You get it? I, I, I don't get it, but I'm eats, sure some of the eats, listeners do. Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. The panda eats, shoots, and leaves, but eats, shoots, and leaves. Eats, shoots, and leaves. Bye-bye. Oh God, I I shouldn't be talking about grammar because I'm looking. <laughs> oh God, what have I done? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Any good songs? Uh, any 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 good folk songs? What were you well, building out? What did you go to? Uh, oh, I I played I played um. Oh, what's it called? The the foggy Jew oh, for the nice first time. And uh, without without making a mistake, but you know the way when you've got a song, a, first, a song that you've just learned, um, it doesn't sound that good because you know you're you're still struggling to remember the words and the chords and everything, so it didn't sound as good as I'd like it to have sounded. So I'll get I'll practice it and get better. But yeah, it's a nice, nice song though. I don't know too much. It tells it tells a really nice story. Like it's a like um, you know, it tells a really nice story about this guy who who happens to witness the events of like 1960, 1916 rising in Ireland, and he um. He tells it like obviously from his perspective where he meets he meets the volunteers on their way to do the fighting and uh it's all it's just a read there's just a really nice hook in it like just the, the foggy dew you know and um like it's a it's a it's quite close to let's say like i'm not a huge fan of uh of, of like out and out hardcore rebel music irish rebel music i'm not a huge fan of that as you know um and this kind of touches on that but it, it does it in a very nice way i think you know hmm. but um uh yeah I, I just really like the song i really like the way it's sung and i really like uh, i mean i think Sinead o'connor did an excellent version of it damien dempsey did an unbelievable version of it as well um yeah so really really nice song nice. very wordy 
but yeah. good. But um, who wrote, who wrote but it? Yeah, that was it. I don't know who wrote it. Actually, I should have looked that up. <laughs> but no worries. We don't know. We'll get it all um, in the housekeeping. Housekeeping next week. All in housekeeping. We'll, we'll actually, do you know that? Now that you mentioned housekeeping, right? If you're going to jump back, because just because you mentioned the foggy Jew and 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 connections yeah. to the the the, the nineteen sixteen rising, and does the does the term an Easter lily mean anything to you? An Easter lily? No, because yeah. uh, I was talking like uh, yesterday. I was speaking to because uh, I, I I I called home to ask Dad a, a DIY question about mold in a in a in in in, in the silicone in the back of a sink. In your feet. <laughs> and and well, once we got past the the kind of like you know we 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 all want to feel useful and 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 uh, and ask Dad about that and, and next thing it kicked off into a conversation and I, even Mam texted me and said like that that is the longest conversation I've ever heard you have with your father. Um, whatever it just yeah he was just full of chat. And uh, we got, I don't know how we got talking about it, but some fella, like he said, my, my father got so angry with me because some fella in Bursigan asked him to sell the East, he gave him a whole pile of Easter lilies to sell. And I was like, what? Yeah, he gave me a whole pile of Easter lilies, but dad didn't have any kind of uh, references to why uh, why he was selling these things. And I had to look it up and then it was like the Easter lily was a, it was a badge in the shape of like the what's called a calla lily flower. And uh, it was worn by Irish Republicans as a symbol of remembrance for the the combatants who died in uh, in the nineteen sixteen rising. And that that's like, and if you ever see people wearing the lily, that's 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 it was introduced in like in nineteen twenty six. And uh, oh. yeah, it's it's uh, so I was like, the, the, I think the Wolf Tones did a song called the the Easter Lily or something like that. But it's kind of it's kind of funny because then it uh, it, it turned out that when the the IRA broke up into um, like the provisional IRA, um, the uh, the provisional IRA and the official IRA, the official Shin like Sinn Fein kept the Easter Lily, but they had a they had a self a self adhesive backing like a sticky thing on the back where they would put it onto their jumpers. Yeah. Uh, but the provisional IRA, they reverted to having a a paper with a pin, and that's where this term I don't know if you have ever heard like the stickies and the pinheads. That's where these like no, the stickies were. You, you were not. You know, I like it. it was really interesting. Just like, you know, he started this and this kind of sent me down a kind of a whole rabbit hole of kind of where the Easter Lily came from. And it's like sort of kind of two names for different. Not that I want to go anywhere down a conversation about uh, rap music or or <laughs> the troubles. Um, but yeah, just found it kind of interesting, all this kind of stuff that, that, that goes on that you you never really kind of know about. And uh, the stickies and the pinheads and the, the stickies were the... Uh, were the uh, provisional IRA and the or sorry, they were the official IRA because they still had the self adhesive backing on this <laughs> lily, and the pinheads were the ones the provisional because they uh, had a paper and a pin. So yeah, they had, the 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 officials had the access to the to the good self adhesive stickies. Well, they were more eco friendly, you know. They were no the stickies would be I guess they were one as bad as the other I guess. Neither neither were great now. No, no, they could, could have done without of it, lads. You know, because exactly now, no. now look at us now, two degrees warmer, penguins dying all over the place, CO two going through the roof, roof all, all in the and, name, and of... they're cutting down lilies to bait the band. Yeah, Do you know, <laughs> but no, but yeah. very. Uh, that's very interesting, man. Um, I didn't know that, but lilies. But yeah, that was a conversation that stemmed from lots of lots of good one liners from dad as well. <laughs> What, what was I wrote down on my phone? It was somebody. He like, oh, she's like, ah, no, I'd have to look him up on my phone now to see what he said. But yeah, he was talking about like that. that once there was a, 
in Burris again, there was a there was a, 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 a bomb thrown down the guard station of the chimney once, and the fella that did it was shot or something like that. All this stuff. I tried to look. I'd it up heard right. that. Did you? Yeah, really I'd, I'd heard that as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know any of the stories. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, he was telling me all about these things. But he, he came out. Someone, someone had cattle so big you'd sleep on their backs. Is one thing. Jesse had cattle so big you'd sleep on their backs. It's like what? Stuck like that. Write it down, <laughs> just like, and on the and those. What was the, what they said about those two fellas? They were always working an hour fast and twenty minutes slow. And I was like, I, 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 I and because. I, Oh, and, and, and the best one he said was like for, about Eric our, our rent here. And like, I don't know how we got talking about him. He said, God, for a tall fella, he's a, he, I text the for a tall fella. He's very nice. <laughs> and I texted to Eric straight away. <laughs> and he, was, he asked me like, what's he got against tall people? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't stop that when he's in that flow state, the same as kind of your father or our, our parents in general. Once they get into that flow state of just saying what they really, really was in their mind. It's like you, yeah. you don't you don't you want to, uh, you don't them. want to break it up with reason, you know. You don't you don't want to break it up with some sort of explanation of what they're doing or saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cattle so big you sleep on their backs. So yeah. Do you think, that, do you think those those kind of things are, are kind of going, or are do are we just not exposed to them enough? As in, like people talking like that, uh, because there, I don't know, there used to be all sorts of yeah. sayings for bits and pieces I, like that, like that. I, I well, I don't, just don't remember any of them. I now, guess, but. I guess, the, 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 there's no room for bullshit anymore because everyone will call you out in it now. You know, well, I, I don't think anyone actually believes that oh, some of these cows, cows were their backs. <laughs> <laughs> Although the internet is going to out that person, I think we could just all assume. But yeah. I just mean like that way of talking. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe you could sleep on their backs. Well, you chat to any of my friends here in Berlin and they live in a cryptic world of whatever Andrew's talking about. So I believe I'm doing my part. I am definitely doing my part to keep alive the the the, the colorful wisdom. The, the colorful flowery wisdom. language. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I probably definitely is as well. Yeah, I think so. It's just Oh, uh, like we can go down the road of the youth of today soon, Ed, and what's wrong with yeah. them and what they're doing wrong. But tell us, well, you, were, you, 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 did, you did mention uh, during kind of our conversations that, that, that we have had a lot of, or not a lot, we've had our fourth podcast now. This is our fourth. And we often reference things where we are not sure of the facts and kind of maybe <laughs> a, a little bit of housekeeping in terms of a previous <laughs> podcast that we've done. It's it it is it's amazing how basic the the stu- the information we're missing. I, I like if I, I I'm not I hope nobody listening is expecting like big reveals or anything like that or, or like real pearls of wisdom. No, uh, all I'm talking about is we referenced a movie when we couldn't think of the name. It starred Angelina Jolie and the the bullets curving around. Get ready things. for this, everyone. Uh, Jay- now. get ready. James McAvoy wasn't uh, and James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, and Morgan Freeman, and the movie was called Wanted. We couldn't think of the name, but it was called Wanted. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was a shit movie. Shit okay, movie. I yeah. didn't like it. Wasn't uh, curving bullets was pretty cool. Um, at one point, James McAvoy like surfs surfs his dad, his dad's dead body uh, down a river or something like that. That was, I mean, to fit that into a movie was pretty good as well. But that's as good as it I don't care if I'm ruining it for people. Don't don't watch the movie. It's bad. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I, I like yeah. I mean, have you seen it? Um, I think I might have watched half watched it while falling asleep because it was one of those movies that it's just yeah no I would say no if you ask me what happened the only thing I can remember is curving bullets and curving jumping bullets. So, jumping jumping sideways and there's a kind of a scene where he's sideways kind of 
shooting is 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 gone. Uh, yeah. And, do you, and the, do you remember how central to the theme and story of the whole movie uh the the uh, no, going medieval the art of weaving was? No. I don't. No. That's how you learned to be the uh to be this incredible so it's kind of a, a wax on wax off kind of Mr. Miyagi kind of moment where you No, there was a weaving machine uh there was a weaving like a really old weaving machine it looked complex but it was from like the 1500s or something like that and it used to predict the future and it used to just weave out this thing and then they'd interpret the stitching and then they would say oh we need to go out and assassinate this person and that um, that was it that was the movie you know it yeah, was yeah. and and then and then like um <laughs> like i can't help but think like when morgan freeman was he had the job of explaining the, the, what this weaving machine was doing to James McAvoy's character and I mean he must have thought at some point he was having a stroke while he was delivering this like I like said <laughs> this doesn't make any sense I can smell toast you know like that kind of stuff I mean it was just it was so stupid and uh yeah I, I just a bad bad movie anyway but it was called wanted we couldn't think about curving bullets it was called wanted um and then there was something else then Oh yeah, mm. you called me out hard on on De Rochtes and uh, and nice, nice, good. First, homework. my my lack of um like aggressive well, was confidence, confidence in just the name, it. just just the name in the first place was the the because you obviously yeah. hadn't looked at the sign that above your head when you were walking through in an, in. in I was detail. drunk. Okay, I I was drunk. You know, I'd been drinking for eight, a good eight hours at that point. But um, anyway, De Roches was is the name of the pub. And De Roches, it, it means roaches, roach. So De Roches means roaches pub. I suppose De I'm sure any roaches. actual Irish speakers aren't listening anymore. So, like, so we're only educating the, uh, the, uh, the, the... Ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what else did I want to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I know, I can't mention the second thing or the third thing because that won't make any sense. Uh, but we... <laughs> You signed off the last one with um, 2024, Year of the Nancy Boys, right? And I thought, and I started laughing, and I thought we should maybe give context to that because it's funny to us. And it's just that basically we have this thing where we we play as a group called, well, called the Nancy Boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year we're going, this is the year. That's what we say. Every December we go, this is the year now, you know, and we sign off that year with this is the year now, 2024. This is the year of the Nancys. And this year is no different. It will be no the different. year. It's the year. Yeah. It's written in the snow of Poland, as I sent you the, the, the message. <laughs> you did. I wrote it in the snow to make sure that we never forget on, uh, <laughs> on, on Solidarity Square, where 12 people, 12 people were killed during the 1970 rebellions against the Polish government for, uh, were uh, 12 people of 16, 16 names are on the plaque and 12 of them were killed in some uh, revolution against. I didn't because I, I'm there with kids and it's uh, I really wanted to go into the, the museum that was underneath the, into the in the cellar of this square underneath the square. Oh, I didn't go down. But um, yeah, so that's what it, that was called. Sol- Solidarity Square. Oh, hmm. 1970s, you said 1970. Yeah. Wow. Was, uh, a, a revolution against the, uh, the, the then Polish government, which I guess maybe had still under us yeah it's communist yeah yeah 
Who's communist? Actually, I sent you other clips there about um, who do I want to kind of talk about because we've referenced this guy Ewan McCall a few times. I know I'm mm. changing things up completely here now, but um, just to get back on the folk kind of th- side of things, I'm kind of conscious that maybe people don't know who he is, maybe they do know who he is. But to be fair, I didn't really know who he was. Like you know, I was just knew that he, okay, he's written these songs that some of these songs that we would have uh, we would have sang and um, you know would have been quite a big uh, influence albeit unknown for a while for for mm. me anyway and um and for a lot of other people actually <clears throat> so i started doing a bit of kind of uh, reading about him and stuff you know very interesting dude i mean you should visit this guy's wikipedia page um like i mean apparent there's no point in going into all the, the basic stuff like time oh, when he was born do. and please, oh, well, oh yeah <laughs> well i didn't I, I, I said that because blood i can't remember what blood type <laughs> blood <laughs> that's, that's all i care about um no like i suppose what i mean is he um okay well actually when he's born probably is, is important so he was born in like 1915 right but he was he was one of four kids and he's like the other the other three all died right so he was he was an only child quite early on and uh his parents were were like you know were, were workers so this kind of infused him with this kind of um this uh identification with let's say the working class of that era let's say you know and um he was uh he was a communist and he was a member of the communist party in the uk as well he, he was based in salford in uh i think it's close to manchester i believe and uh that's where he, that's he wrote that song dirty old town which we've referenced before about mm-hmm. that that city out of town and uh which grew a up really in manchester. Cool song. huh he grew up in manchester is that what you said salford i think salford which sorry. is close close to manchester i think salford is the name of that club that uh the, the all those United players are Salford FC. Uh, Salford, I think Beckham and, and Neville. And, uh, sorry, I'm going down your sports road there. That I, sh- you're so into. Go on, anyway. Un- unsurprisingly, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're called that again. Go on, continue, please. Oh well, yeah. Anyway, look, this guy, he, uh, and like, he's big into like theater and, um, uh, theater and music were the two big things. But he like he used to do this stuff where he'd 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 be involved in all these protests, all these union protests, you know, and his dad was like blacklisted from, um, I think he was like an ironmonger or something like that. He was blacklisted from all, from all these foundries because he was a union worker or a union organizer in that time, you know, and so he couldn't get work and that's why they had to leave Scotland and came down to Salford in the UK and, uh, which is like, which is mad to think about now that that's what, that's, you know what I mean? That that's, we take unions for granted now that they're kind of uh, allowed and whatnot, but, mm. and um, so like that, he's got a real kind of strong identification with that, side of things you know socialism communism mm-hmm. union workers think that sort of stuff which you can kind of see you know when you you know we, we think of like luke kelly and the dubliners and all that it's kind of a similar kind of vein you know in their in their tone or a similar tone as well but what i what i found mad was um okay he 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 didn't write this song but he i think he like he collected songs as well and this one scarborough affair which i sent you on and um now I like his version of it. It's quite nice. I only listened to it for the first time today. With Scarborough Fair, it's very nice when he sings it. Um, and he put it in a book. He didn't actually even release it as a single early on. And uh, he put it in a book. And then this other guy read this book, and he showed it to these guys, Simon and Garfunkel, who everybody knows. And uh, they released a version of it that became became really popular. And uh, and then and then uh, Ewan McCall released his version of it. Okay, so and it sounds and it's but I I really like you you McCall's version, but Simon Garfunkel's version is really. Have you ever listened to it? 
Mm-hmm. It's like it's no. really, it's it's man. Are it's, it's, you going to Scotland? I I only yeah. know it because um because the mighty Bush have an episode where they, they they sing it. They're on like they end up in some fishing port. I don't know. You, uh, mighty Bush is such an amazing show. Oh, like, great! Uh, show. I haven't watched great it. Show. I actually found the D. You know the way stuff is left outside in Berlin, and someone had thrown out. Uh, DVD season two and three, which are the best two seasons uh, of uh, the Mighty Boosh, and um, and uh, yeah, they have one episode where they end up in a. Oh, they have to go down into the water to find some fish. Oh God, what's happened? I can't remember. But anyways, they, to to prove themselves to the to the fishermen, they they sing Scarborough Fair, but in a Mighty Boosh style. Way. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that this week, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna give this you a full homework. rendition. But homework is. Scarborough Fair, but go on. Yeah, Simon Garfunkel is a very weird. Oh man, they're it's like they're it's like they've found their way into your room, okay? And they're like and they're they're like just and it's dark, the lights are off, and you just got these two guys just going really close to your ear, like it's horrible. I I really do not. Won't say horrible. Now. Oh, geez, are we picking fights? No, now? I would. It's fight I time. I don't like it. <laughs> you know what? I don't think my nap was long enough. Tag I think team. I'm just a bit cranky today. What else was weird? It was like you know that song, um, uh, "The Girl from the North Country" by uh, by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash did a did a a, um, a collaboration on this song. But I think it was I think it was Bob Dylan was credited for it. And there's like similar lines in it, um, like she was once a true love. Remember me to one who lives there. That's in both songs. That line mm. and sang in very similar kind of cadence. And uh, sa- same with uh, uh, she was once a true love of mine. And like. So like they've obviously been influenced by the Scarborough Fair song, but like have changed it enough that it's its own thing, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Like it's just it just it was it was a really nice song. But anyway, that kind of got him, I think, noticed true even love, though he was true quite, love of mine. That's, I, I do know that song. Yeah, it's a lovely song, really really nice song, you know. And um, but what where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so Scarborough Fair was one that kind of uh, he got I suppose wide acclaim for, but he was doing all he was always involved in these um communist dem- demonstrations and marches and what he used to do is like he'd, he'd just pick a doorstep or like a big set of steps outside outside a building and he'd put on like a, a play like a, a short little play uh, uh and entertain the people who were marching or whatever and um before they were run off by the police or before the police arrived and stuff like that so he's heavily involved in all that he was he was black he couldn't enter the united states he was he was blacklisted from the u.s he wasn't allowed to enter during his lifetime even though he was married to um Peggy Seeger, who's um, you know Pete Seeger's sister. Yeah, no, um, no, I sang um, um, I'm gonna think of the song in a few minutes, but um, the the I, we we sang a song recently that 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 she had written, um, but yeah, go on while I look this up. Yeah, and um, so she was obviously she's obviously very is obviously very gifted. She's still alive, and um. She so so she was in she could go to the US and she was like touring and stuff like that and he'd have to stay away. <clears throat> he was under surveillance by MI6 as well, like and just because of his communist leanings and things like that. And he MI6 or MI5, I can't remember which. And um so like a real colorful character, I guess, you know, but and a real weird life. But he um he he wrote this other song called The The Ballad of Stalin, right? Where he basically sings about how great stalin is right i think he i think he wrote it in like 1951 and when i came across this i was like oh man i'm and now i'm conflicted you know 
yeah. Like, because uh, I really like, you know, when you listen to like, um, oh, like Dirty Old Town or um, The Shoals of Herring or, you know, songs like that, that, you know, he's kind of brought to the fore. And then you listen to him singing about like the glorious leader Stalin, you know, uh, it's a, it's a very, very strange song. But you can you can listen to it like very, very mm. weird. But he was asked about it in, in the 1980s before he, I think he was asked about 1985. And he was like, um, do you know, do you, do you still think that you should have released that song, you know, knowing what we all know now about about Stalin? And he was like, uh, well, yeah, but he still did some good things, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's okay to be wrong, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, he duped a lot of people. You know, it's okay to, you know, hard to back hard, down from this I one. I guess, when, yeah, I guess a lot of people feel when they do admit they're wrong, it's like a, a snowball effect to, you know, to a... To yeah. a he, a, an apology and then a, an apology that will never be good enough and so it's better off to hold your ground and 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 yeah maybe just a cranky dude though that just didn't want to you know didn't want to say he was wrong or whatever but but still man there was um some great songs there like really really good but um just uh i guess no nobody's perfect no no nobody's as perfect. is this podcast and it's just <laughs> we'll rename it nobody's perfect <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah but yeah that was my kind of homework for for this week i think i just uh i like to pick i wanted to pick him and just do a bit more reading into him i was glad i did because like i said the the his personal life even though like i think that's another thing it's like uh somebody's personal life and then their their music you know you can like their music maybe but not like their their personal life maybe or you know i wouldn't necessarily agree with um well, a lot of his points of view, but like his music is really cool. You know? So yeah. that's it. We had that. We had that in school recently with a what was it? A, the song that uh, that guy that 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 got uh, he was kind of grooming, grooming was. Uh, now I'm scared. Now I'm going to say the wrong <laughs> band name. Shite. Not <laughs> shit. Reverse. Reverse. I don't know. There was some. There was some song recently. I'll just that, get that... the. Uh, I'll just get the uh, the document for next week ready. The housekeeping document for next week. I'll type it up here. Now I can't remember what. I, I I cannot remember what song it was. But um, just say we, any band, man. It doesn't matter. We're, They're all we're, doing it. We're, <laughs> we were. Uh, we were. Uh, we were supposed to be like the the, the music teachers have chosen some some like you no. Know, they cho- they choose a lot of kind of alternative songs and. And like not 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 especially for our kind of what you'd call a Christmas concert, we call it the winter concert, and um, we uh, the and the, and they would do like a lot of old songs or a lot of modern day songs and just kind of um, like Django Django I think was one of the songs that was done this year and and but whatever song we chose um, it had come out some parent had sent an article to the music teacher from uh, what's this music magazine called music magazine and basically it was talking about this guy who had uh he had just been a, a, a report had come out about him grooming uh some 16 year old when when he was kind of a couple of years ago and he was a star as well and kind of the back and forth messages and when you read the article it was it was like i don't know there was something about it that was kind of he hadn't really been convicted of anything but i guess my call as a kind of a, a prime the, the principal of the primary school was kind of right is this going to overtake and overshadow everything on the kids and all the work that they do is just going to be kind of, it's going to become a, a split room, like, you know, and, 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 and parents will kind of push the, the, uh, the, and I, I had some parents who were like, don't, don't change the song. Like you have to separate the artist from the music. 
which I agree to a certain extent, depending on what's actually happened. But um, the uh, the the it, to me it was too too fresh, and we're a primary school, and it's not a political it's not a political ground where we can like stand up and fight against you know um, uh, cancel culture and things like that. I just don't want the hassle for the kids. I don't want them to have to. It just would overtake, and it would become about the parents in the, in the end. The kids would actually, because with all of these things, whether it's a row in the playground or a row between, you know, over some sort of, you know, something that's happened, kids forget and parents keep shit going. So it's uh, it was better to just kind of um, veer off and just go, okay, we've got a different song, which the music teachers did an awesome job, as they always do. Uh, so you but, you 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 cancelled it. I cancelled. You cancelled the child rumor. As I said, primary schools not not the place to put these battles up. Like, you know, it's like, and that's and that's exactly what I said. I'm not here, you know, in the email to parents. I'm not here for or against whatever this man has or or has been accused of doing. I just don't want it to become the narrative for what is supposed to be a winter concert song. You know, so so what do what do you have what do you have music wise coming up? And when's it? you're in two weeks now? So you were yesterday. So you have another two weeks to wait until your next monthly yeah, sessions. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, beyond that, nothing really. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, getting back into work mode, I guess, as well. But um, what about you? You're on the 17th, mm-hmm. so that's in yep. five days. Oh. Next Wednesday, and I cannot wait. We've just um, just confirmed uh, a, a lady, a, a Razan. Um, and once we've done it, we'll share. I'm hoping to kind of maybe get some sort of kind of collective place where we can put kind of these podcasts and and also kind of links to artists that are performing in in with us as well so Rizan is 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 um i believe she is from i think it's either lebanon or uh, syria i'm not sure but she's going to come and do two or three um arabic folk songs um wow. in the middle of our set so i'm really looking forward to that she's just uh uh, she's just a cool person, and she's agreed to come on the po- or come on the, uh, the 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 show, the Get Folk Show in Madonna Bar. That'll be happening on the seventeenth of January from eight to nine, and then we have a couple of trad players coming on after that. Hopefully, depending on that's always a bit of a lottery as to who will turn up, and yeah, so I'm really excited for that. We have a really nice set list, and uh, yeah, we've uh, yeah we're, we're we're getting ready as we speak. And so, uh, how do you, where did you meet Rizan? Uh Rizan actually only joined so the school that I have left, and although I'm still kind of, I'm not I'm not in the school anymore. I'm still kind of working there, but more in an advisory kind of a handover mode with the new principal. And Rizan was hired in the school just about five six weeks before I left, and um, yeah, just got chatting to her and got to know that she's into music, and then she has some stuff up on on, on SoundCloud. And then I just asked her to come on. She's going to do that, so it's going to be it's going to be special. I think it's going to be a really nice night. So, nice, uh, really cool. Looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully have a story or two from that, and maybe we can, uh, yeah, we'll chat about it next week. It all sounds very exotic, I must say. It is. It's 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 so it's, that, it's worked well now because we've had say the first. So this will be our fourth get folk session. The first one was just ourselves and kicking off. The second one we had a. German group called Seluka, or as I refer to them as the Germans, because I didn't know their name at that time, which didn't. Yeah, it was it was an ill 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 timed name 
<laughs> not an ill-timed name, but it's just a weird name to give anyone. We have the Germans, uh, and then we uh, last in a bar time, in Germany. <laughs> last month we had uh, Il Pizzicati, who uh, Italian folk band, and this week or next week we'll have a Syrian Lebanese group. So yeah, it's been pretty wow. international folk. Which was uh, Alex actually just texted me and was kind of saying, wasn't this originally not not that he's Alex is very is very 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 anti everything. You know, he's against all these international he's so irish loves his irish roots uh no he was just saying that we like you know the original plan was to kind of have a, a getting irish folk music and, and whatnot but it's just kind of evolving into this kind of international folk with ourselves being kind of the irish uh, anchor and uh there's anchors again and uh yeah so we'll, we're just going to keep kind of going with the flow and see what it mm. is it, it evolves by itself as does this podcast we're in a state of evolution evolution yes yeah. so yeah might wrap it up for that yeah let's do it been really nice uh, let me know how it goes man i wish you guys the best in that one that'll be a good yeah. that'll be a good gig yeah um yeah this one will probably come out in time and we're probably going to push start pushing these podcasts out to to friends and family and we'll uh it'll be uh and and all of you other people out there and start uh promoting it a little bit and hopefully uh yeah, we'll see you at some of the Get Folk sessions, and we have we have big plans, big plans for this summer, big plans for the next couple of months. Uh, so stay tuned, and hopefully we'll see you on one of our Get Folk nights. If not, just keep enjoying. I hope you're enjoying just listening to the ramblings of ourselves and the uh, ever, ever useful tidbits of advice and guidance that our 40-odd years, our collectively 80 years of life, have brought us and continue to bring us. Yeah, and just that pause you're striking right now, I'm enjoying that. That's my, uh, it's my get nice. folked. I get folked. I can see how you ripped, you ripped a handlebar off a, or a handrail off a wall. Was, just my like fat arm just set on it. Just went, <laughs> All right, better, better fix the posture. All right, okay. Listen, have a lovely that was evening, good. everyone. Okay, yeah. uh, happy weekend. Enjoy. Here's some dramatic piano to finish things out. Get dramatic. Get Folk Today was brought to you by Soap and Fat Batman for all your Fat Batman needs. Good night. It is getting a little bit dramatic there, actually. Oh, you can turn it up. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, it's a little screwed down. We'll probably edit that out. See you later, Mac.